Land ...that although the world was made round, the circle has been squared, and that its true interest is to be in what's around the corner. Forster walked abroad aimlessly from the Powhatan, trying not to tax either his judgment or his desire as to what streets he travelled. He would have been glad to lose his way, if it were possible, but he had no hope of that. Adventure and fortune move at your beck and call in the greater city. But chance is oriental. She is a veiled lady in a sedan chair, protected by a special traffic squad of Dragonians. Cross town, uptown and downtown, you may move without seeing her. At the end of an hour's stroll, Forster stood on a corner of a broad, smooth avenue, looking disconsolately across it at a picturesque old hotel, softly but brilliantly lit. Disconsolately because he knew that he must dine, and dining in that hotel was no venture. It was one of his favourite caravansaries, and so silent and swift would be the service, and so delicately choice the food, that he regretted the hunger that must be appeased by the dead perfection of the place's cuisine. Even the music there always seemed to be playing da capo. Fancy came to him that he would dine at some cheap, even dubious restaurant lower down the city, where the erratic chefs from all countries of the world spread their national cookery for the omnivorous American. Something might happen there, out of the routine. He might come upon a subject without a predicate, a road without an end, a question without an answer, a cause without an effect, a gulf stream in life's salt ocean. He had not dressed for evening, he wore a dark business suit that would not be questioned, even where the waiters served the spaghetti in their shirt sleeves. Sir John Reginald Forster began to search his clothes for money, because the more cheaply you dine, the more surely must you pay. All of the thirteen pockets, large and small, of his business suit, he explored carefully, and found not a penny. His bank book showed a balance of five figures to his credit in the old Ironsides Trust Company, but... Forster became aware of a man nearby at his left hand, who was really regarding him with some amusement. He looked like any businessman of thirty or so, neatly dressed and standing in the attitude of one waiting for a streetcar. But there was no car line on that avenue, so his proximity and unconcealed curiosity seemed to Forster to partake of the nature of a personal intrusion. But as he was a consistent seeker after what's around the corner... Instead of manifesting resentment, he only turned a half-embarrassed smile upon the other's grin of amusement. "'All in?' asked the intruder, drawing nearer. "'Seems so,' said Forster. "'Now I thought there was a dollar in—' "'Oh, I know,' said the other man with a laugh. "'But there wasn't. I've just been through the same process myself, as I was coming around the corner. I found in an upper vest pocket—I don't know how they got there— Exactly two pennies. You know what kind of a dinner exactly two pennies will buy. You haven't dined then, asked Forster. I have not, but I would like to. Now, I'll make you a proposition. You look like a man who would take up one. Your clothes look neat and respectable. Excuse personalities. I think mine will not pass the scrutiny of a head waiter also. Suppose we go over to that hotel and dine together. We will choose from the menu like millionaires, 
or if you prefer, like gentlemen in moderate circumstances dining extravagantly for once. When we have finished, we will match with my two pennies to see which of us will stand the brunt of the house's displeasure and vengeance. My name is Ives. I think we have lived in the same station of life before our money took wings. You're on, said Forster joyfully. Here was a venture at least within the borders of the mysterious country of chance. Anyhow, it promised something better than the stale infestivity of a table d'hôte. The two were soon seated at a corner table in the hotel dining room. Ives chucked one of his pennies across the table to Forster. Match for which of us gives the order, he said. Forster lost. Ives laughed and began to name liquids and viands to the waiter with the absorbed but calm deliberation of one who was to the menu born. Forster, listening, gave his admiring approval of the order. I am a man.